If you are trying to make progress in your walk with Jesus, you'll often find that the opposition increases. We tend to think that good intentions should remove any unnecessary obstacles, but we often experience the exact opposite. It's time to get the second mile in addressing increasing opposition. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, uh, go the second mile. We want to go as uh, close as we can to Jesus as we walk through this life together. And that's why today I want to talk to you about the uh, why and when the opposition increases. So uh, if you've been following Jesus for any stretch of time, uh, you'll probably find that at certain points that uh, times seem to be more difficult than others. And why is that? Um, Recently, I was talking with a friend who was going through um, a transition in his life, and he has uh, said to me that he has spent the last few decades of his life uh, completely addicted to different substance abuse and has uh, really made a lot of poor choices in his life, uh, thrown his family away, and um, and just really feels like he's starting over at a midpoint in his life and feels like he's lost so much time. And one of the th- interesting things that he said was, hey, I'm, I'm giving, you know, completely trying to surrender everything to Jesus, trying to turn things around, uh, trying to make it very different in my life. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it seems like that the pushback is actually worse than it was before. Uh, and, you know, kind of innocently just said, I felt like when I gave my life to Jesus and decided I was going to do this thing, that things were going to get easier. And he said, why do I feel like I'm actually, that the opposition is increasing? I know that God's with me, but why is it increasing? And I just said to him, have you ever considered that for the first time in your life, you are an actual threat to the enemy, Uh, that for the longest time, you've been kind of doing exactly what he wanted you to do, so there was no pressure, and you were kind of finding yourself in coping mechanisms, and now you're actually starting to make progress, and you're actually threatening all the work he's done in your life, and not only are you turning towards the Lord, but who all else you could turn as well, and that's the problem that he's facing. So if you think about that, if a two teams were playing each other and that there is one team that is completely obliterating the other team, if it's on a basketball, you double team them, right? If you are, uh, if the quarterback is completely um, just taking your team out, you got to get a couple of hits in and try to blitz the guy to try to make him a little bit more nervous, right? Well, that's kind of the mindset I think a lot of times that we don't understand is that when you are making progress as you follow Jesus, you are seen as a threat to the enemy. And just like as the story I was telling you earlier about my friend who was starting to find the progress in his life that for the first time he was a threat to the enemy. Uh, I am old school enough to believe that there is a real God and I also believe there's a real devil. I don't believe that these two forces are equal in power. I don't believe that we're unsure of how this thing is going to end up. But I also, uh, it doesn't mean that the devil doesn't, uh, isn't going to cause a lot of ruckus in all of our lives, right? And so um, in Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul helps us understand some things about spiritual warfare uh, and putting on the armor of God. And one of the things that is important, um, you know, uh, one of my mentors in life has always said that we, when it comes to spiritual warfare and thinking about the work of the enemy, uh, there's two dangerous um, paths that you can go down. They're kind of the polar opposites and kind of the ditch on both sides of the narrow road, right? One is 
that we think that there's a demon under every rock. Uh, that's what our issue, right? We're searching for where's the demon in this problem? You know, I got a cold. Where's the demon? Oh, uh, you know, I got a paper cut. Where's the demon? There's traffic today. Where's the demon? Uh, that you look for a demonic thing in all situations in life and almost to the level of giving them too much credit and focusing on them too much. Um, the type of mentality that focuses more on demons and it does the Lord. So there's one dangerous side. The other dangerous side is to act as if uh, that Satan's forces can never really impact a believer. That it's almost like you just feel indifferent towards it and never think about it. So the dangers are on the polar opposite sides, right? One is I'm looking for a demon in every bad situation. And the other is I never really consider that I might be dealing with spiritual warfare. So what is the healthy approach? Well, uh, at the end of Paul's letter to uh, the church in Ephesus, he says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. So if you want to be strengthened today, uh, the Lord is not... Um, you know, lacking some amount of strength that you possibly need. Now, he's got plenty of it. So if you're going to be strengthened, it's got to be by him. And it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. And then he, this is the verse he says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil uh, spiritual forces in the heavens. So he is saying that sometimes we are fighting spiritual battles with physical means, and folks, that just doesn't work. It's never going to work because it's a different type of warfare. And so in some of the situations that you're experiencing might be physical issues, but a lot of times it's actually spiritual warfare that's going on, and we've got to be aware that there is an unseen battle that's all around us that sometimes we're not even aware is happening, and our unawareness doesn't mean that somehow we're protected from it. In fact, we've got to do exactly what Paul tells us to. So this is going to be the complex thing. Some of you are going to overanalyze uh, this this process because you go, okay, so if the temperature uh, rises um, when I am following closer to Jesus, then I just won't follow close to Jesus and then everything will be fine. No, uh, you want to know that in this, that you are close to Jesus and it's the best place that you can be. But also that means that if you are a threat to the enemy, sometimes the forces are going to encourage. Sometimes it's going to rise up a little bit and we have to at least be aware of that. I oftentimes think about the storm that Jesus and his disciples were in in the middle of the boat. And um, it's an interesting situation because Jesus for uh, months had been walking around this sea and he had, you know, basically a third of the guys that were disciples were fishermen and lived their lives on a boat. And they just kept walking around this water and never getting into the boat. And you imagine the fishermen are like, can we please walk uh, or can we please stop walking and get in this boat? And finally, one night he says, yeah, let's get in the boat. And the worst storm that any of them had ever been in happened that night. And, uh, you know, not knowing what your theology is, but I believe that most people listening to this would at least say if if God was not um, 
making that storm happen, uh, he at least knew it was going to happen. Like Jesus could see the forecast better than our meteorologist, right? Like this storm is coming, and I totally believe that. But it says that when he rebukes the wind, you know, he rebukes the wind that that day, rebukes the storm as almost if he's rebuking a demon. And so many people think it is almost like the storm was against them, like it was almost like a demonic kind of force of nature trying to slow down Jesus and his disciples. And so he rebukes this wind and it stops uh, and then they can go forward and they are now in awe of who Jesus is. Now, I say that to go. If uh, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, the four fishermen who had been with Jesus, if on that night, had they had said no to Jesus months before when Jesus said, hey, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, if they'd have said no to him, most likely they would have been on that sea on that night in a different boat with a storm coming against them. And the difference is they wouldn't have had Jesus with them. So they still would have been in the storm. They still would have been in a boat, but they wouldn't have had Jesus right beside them. And so uh, with that, I think this is kind of how I think of spiritual warfare a lot of times is that when you're close to Jesus, sometimes the temperature does rise. Sometimes the opposition does increase. And yet He's with you. And we believe what 1 John 4 says, that greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. So the temperature sometimes does rise. Sometimes the opposition does increase. And it comes because of this issue that in all honesty, sometimes you are finally seen as a threat. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. You have to consider uh, if spiritual warfare, why why am I finding opposition? It could be spiritual warfare going on in your life right now. Uh, there are times where I feel like that I am being of great use of the Lord. I'm walking in holiness and really trying to follow after him and making a dent for the kingdom of God. And sometimes you feel like out of nowhere, uh, the opposition increases from random sources, just the conflicts rise. And in fact, uh, I remember years ago preaching a sermon uh, kind of on spiritual warfare. Uh, and then it happened on Sunday, by about Wednesday, uh, I'm kind of just going through my week and I kind of felt exhausted because it had been a doozy of a week, right? Last few days have been whatever, um, just kind of rough. And then uh, a lady in our church came by the office that week and just said, hey, I just want to let you know I've been praying for you. I'm sure you've had a horrible week this week. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said, you ever mess in the devil's business like that, he's going to come after you. And I said, what are you talking about? And I mean, totally not even thinking about the sermon, but she said, no, you, you were equipping our church on how to fight spiritual battles. And so I'm sure that he's probably come at you with a lot of discouragement and frustration this week. And I stepped back and thought, you know, I've been fighting the battles for the last three days with flesh and blood. Here's this problem. Let me fix it. Here's a situation. Let me see if I can do this. And yet it says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against rulers, authorities, the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. And sometimes, yes, our conflicts of this earth uh, come from a different place that sometimes we can't see. And so what we do, we're strengthened by the Lord and his vast strength. We put on the full armor of God so we can stand against, stand firm against the schemes of the devil. So we take on the full armor of God so that we can resist him in the evil day, having prepared everything, prepared to take our stand. And so we stand, therefore, with the truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and 
stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Folks, you might be going through some conflicts today, and there might be spiritual in nature. But regardless of where the source is, I will say this. The opportunity for you today to fight is to be able to put on the full armor of God. So no matter what happens, you can stand in His strength. And I hope you do so today, and hope to see you on the second mile.